It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Atlanta Magic may not win another game this year. They may just drift to the end of the season. It's been a, a terrible finish, but... There's still a standard to live up to. And even if you're not going to win, the Magic got to do the things they did back in November. It's time to recap Orlando. The Orlando Magic's lost the Toronto Raptors, plus my thoughts as I go to my last home game of the season. It's time for a special Saturday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 2nd, 2022. I know it's a Saturday, but I'm here. Uh, because of the Magic game last night, decided to, to delay the episode by a day. So I truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. My name is Philip Rosreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic uh, fall to the Toronto Raptors. But, but more importantly, perhaps they kind of regained their standard a little bit after a couple games where they were just drifting to the end. Why that's important, or why I feel it's important, um, and why it's still a, a good thing to see the team playing hard and doing some of these things coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's on your way to Sunday's Magic game against the Knicks, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Um, if, if you've interacted with me, you know that, that I, I don't believe in tanking. I don't believe it's a good thing. Um, I, I still find value in these games. Um, I still, uh, you get 82 of these things. You get 82 opportunities to grow, 82 opportunities um, to get better, to, especially for a rebuilding team. These 82 opportunities are not something to waste. If, if you're out there able to play, you should be playing. And, and like I've said, I, I, I don't necessarily care whether the team wins or loses right now. Um, I don't care that Wendell Carter is not playing. I don't care that Jalen is not playing. Those guys, a healthy summer for those guys is far more important. At this point, even though the Magic have made such a big deal about Franz Wagner playing 82 games, I don't care if Franz Wagner plays the rest of the season after he sprained his ankle on the first play of Friday's game. Um, I've seen what I need to see from him. I would have loved to get him more opportunities to be on the ball and, and to be kind of the driving force of this team that, that, that that's certainly something uh, that this team could do with him. But otherwise I, I don't care, but let, let him, let him be done for the year. That's, that's perfectly all right. Um, there, there, there's not much more to see from him, but what I've always said, I've always said a few things. First, if you have the opportunity to win, you should expect your team to win. Um, they're, they're not going to have that opportunity very often. Um, and so, you know, the game against Cleveland was 
disgraceful to me because the Magic had a chance to win, and I did not feel like they went out and got the win. Again, everyone played hard, but it wasn't they weren't set up for success, which is uh, super important. But the other thing is you have to make these games productive. Um, regardless of the result, regardless of anything else, these games you know, don't have to have some larger meaning, but they have to be productive. They have to help accomplish things that this team needs to accomplish. And after the way the Magic have played um, the last couple games, um, I would I would say that they're, they haven't been able to do much productive. Um, they've kind of let these games just happen. Um, and, and so it's... It's been it's been a frustrating week for me uh, as a Magic fan and as, as someone who watches this team because a I got to come up with content to talk about on this show, um, and, and if the team isn't going to take these games seriously, then all of a sudden I don't have anything to talk about, which isn't their chief concern. But if there's nothing to take away, there's nothing to take away, and, and, and there should never be anything in a single game that you can't take away. No data point, no. No storyline, for lack of a better term, no narrative, for lack of a better term, that you that that you don't come away with or want to explore further. Um, you know, I'm a big believer. I used to go to games and I'd get two or three story ideas just out of listening to people talk and saying, "I want to dig a little bit deeper into that." Uh, and the unfortunate part about teams in the Magic's position that are trying to set up their lottery odds rather than you know set up their players for success sometimes um, one of the worst things about that is you sort of lose um sort of lose that focus you sort of lose that ability to piece together what's important um and, and what's going to matter um what's going to matter or what's going to be important moving forward um these games just don't mean anything and you know i, I would say honestly as the magic loss of the toronto raptors friday night 102 to 89 um there was a good chunk of that game that felt that way um you know Cole Anthony was just kind of doing his thing, you know, but not really showing the growth that we need to see from him or the growth that 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 he needs to show to really solidify his spot for this roster. Um, you know, uh, again, big opportunity for Cole Anthony. Get back to your October, November form. And, you know, he really hasn't done that. He hasn't taken advantage. Um, there, there might be some lingering inju- injuries that they're not telling us about. He had his toe retaped, which is why he was late coming out um, into the second half um, out of the locker room. But, Cole Anthony just has been off and it's been frustrating to watch and frustrating to see because we know how good he can be. This is an opportunity for him to push forward. Obviously Franz Wagner got hurt early in the game. That took away a lot of, of the potential growth that this team could make. Um, you know, Obama's kind of done his thing, but I don't think the magic are looking to expand his role in any way. Uh, and so right now it, it, it does feel like this team is directionless that they're just playing out these games because they're on the schedule, not because, there's something to accomplish, but I will give the magic this credit and I will give, I will say this is probably the most important thing that can happen over these last uh, four games. Now Um, the magic set a standard for themselves back in October, back in November, back in September, back, back in training camp, the magic set a standard of who they want to be. And, And we haven't talked a lot about that because the magic felt like they were taking steps up that, that, that they really kind of established that base and were inching up the ladder a little bit, inching up to the next step in the development. Um, you know, like I, 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 I told some people I was talking with at the game last night about this, you know, maybe I think this team's a little bit further ahead than they actually are, but like, I think they're good. And I think they were good enough to be judged on wins. 
I think they were good enough for a good chunk of for a good chunk of the second half of the season to be to say, okay, you're establishing this base. Let's go out and win games. Let's go out and prove that that this all makes sense. Um, you know, and, and to that extent, you know, I've been a little bit disappointed and a little bit frustrated, but I I think that I thought that they had done they had made some significant steps forward and, and was willing to judge them on that. We're back to square one at this point. With all the injuries, with all this, the G League guys, all the two-way players, all the bench players that are, are now filling out this roster and filling out this rotation, we're, we're done with that. We're back to square one. We are back to where we were in October, in November, in September, in training camp. You know, We're back to those expectations that we had very early in the season. But that's still important um, because regardless of who's in or who's out, Every good franchise, every good team has a baseline. They have a standard that they play to. They have a, a, a guiding philosophy and principle that they're about. I give Jamal Mosley, I give his coaching staff, I give this team a ton of credit because they have been engaged and cheering for each other and, and, have, and have had each other's back all year long. And that is central to the Magic's identity this year, at least, that they are an energetic group, that they're going to be, they're going to cheer for each other, they're going to focus on individual plays and maybe not on the long term. And, and it's this standard that's important. Does everyone remember the Bell plays? Does everyone remember how big of a deal everyone made it um, that the Magic would dive on the floor and get loose balls? That the Magic would take charges? The Magic would make these hustle plays and. And I remember saying and and, and and being and talking about it, you know that that yes, these are things that you should expect, but they're 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 foundations, they're building blocks, they're how we get up from down here to up here. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see me do the hand motions for that. Um, it's how you get from a rebuilding team to a competitive team. And again, you can't skip, you shouldn't skip steps. We're not going from competitive to to rebuilding team to championship team. So you're building team to competitive team to playoff team to title contender, perhaps. Um, the Magic have a long way to go, and a lot of that is talent-based. The Magic have to add more talent. They have to get better players. They have to be better. But this hustle, this the, these bell plays are central to how they're going to get there because you can make up a lot um, by playing that way, by, by being about that. And so it was the Magic's best moments Friday night where they embodied this, where Markel Fultz darted in for steals, you know, starting fast breaks, where Mo Wagner was taking charges. You could see Jamal Mosley pumping his fist when these moments happened, when the Magic made their 14-3 run to start the fourth quarter that got them back to within 11. You could see this happen on the bench when every player stood every time a, a big play was made or a big defensive play was made. This team is still engaged, and I, and I give them all the credit for that, or engaged at least when they're on the bench, when they're cheering for guys who are very well fighting for their NBA lives, guys like Ignace Brzezdekis, who's played fantastic, guys like Admiral Schofield, even a guy like Mo Wagner, who still has to get his contract guaranteed for next year. Certainly a guy like Devin Kennedy, who uh, came back after 11 months after 11, 11 months ago, you know, horrifically breaking his leg uh, on that Amway center floor. Um, it's It's... It's not everything. I'm not here to say that. I'm not here to say that hustle alone, that these bell plays alone are everything. But it is something. Uh, it, it, it is 
it is something that this team can continually work and build on. And um, it's it's a start. And unfortunately, we're at the end of the season. Things don't matter as much. It's good to restart. It's good to reset and start over. We'll go over the box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Toronto Raptors, 102-89, to coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships, Championship Odds podcast and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Plus, don't forget the NCAA Tournament Final Four tonight. Get your action in on North Carolina and Duke as we see who will win, who will take home the NCAA tournament title in both the men's and the women's, actually. Hell of a UConn-Stanford game last night. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Um, it, it's a Saturday episode. I, I'm going to try not to spend too much time uh, on things today. Um, I know Saturday episodes are not typical, and of course we'll have our sun, we'll have our game on Sunday, which is why I want to get here. But um, I, I think this is going to be the case for these last four games, last five games now. Um, there was, I mean, the Washington game too. There, there just there wasn't a lot. There, there wasn't a lot to this game. Um, you know, again, uh, I, I could go into a deep recap of it, but Toronto's a better team. Um, they did a really good job pressuring the Magic and 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 kind of making them uncomfortable all game long. Their switching defenses have always been a problem for the Magic, and, and because the Raptors don't play a center with their starting lineup, they have Pascal Siakam at center. Um, the Raptors just switched everything and the magic just really struggled to break, break through and break free. Um, it was a, you know, there are multiple shot clock violations, certainly some poor shooting. It, it was, it was a rough game for the Orlando magic and, and, and just a rough performance all around. And just, you know, again, you're not raising like big existential questions out of these games because so many guys are missing and it's clear what the magic are trying to do. Um, but you know, to me, this is a game where there was clear what the Magic's weaknesses and flaws were. To me, this is a game where it's clear that, you know, the Raptors are the kind of team the Magic want to be in some respects. Um, they're switching. They play defense. They're hard-nosed. Um, they're, they're really good sense of their identity and who they are. And and, and the Magic are clearly just a young team that, that that isn't there and certainly isn't whole enough to, to make uh, much of an impact. The Magic were led in scoring on... Friday by Mo Bamba with 15 points, 6 for 11 shooting, 10 rebounds, 6 assists for him, including a behind-the-back pass to Cole Anthony for a three. That was an incredible play. Um, he had three blocks. Uh, overall, a solid game for Mo. 
Um, I thought I thought his defense was lacking. I know he blocked a couple shots. He was good at protecting the rim, but because the Raptors were spreading the floor out so much, he he was often late getting out to three point shooters. Whether it was whether he was uh, defending Scotty Barnes, whether he was defending Pascal Siakam. Um, Siakam missed all three of his threes. Scotty Barnes was one for three. So those aren't great three point shooters, but the magic just, the magic were really struggling to spray out to the, to the perimeter. Um, there's a lot of miscommunication defensively, um, as the ball worked its way around. And, and a lot of that was because Bamba just did not want to leave the paint and it wasn't because Orlando was playing a zone. It was, um, you know, again, I don't know if that's Bamba's fault, but it, it, he was fine offensively. He was really good offensively, um, you know, made his shots, but again, this just, Bamba does not have the mobility to guard a guy like Pascal Siakam. Um, Wendell Carter would have been a lot better in that spot. And and I think that that probably says it all. And that's your leading score. Ignis Brzezakis. Let's talk about Ignis Brzezakis. 13 points, five for seven shooting, three for five from beyond the arc. I thought he played really, really well. Um, and that's like two straight games where Brzezakis has been really good. Um, and it's been really, really solid overall. Um, I, I think that, I think that, uh, that, that, uh, Brzezakis obviously has a knack for scoring. He's got a good idea of how to get himself around the basket. Um, you know, again, just becoming a, a better three-point shooter will help him a ton. Obviously, the big question is, can he defend it all? Can he add something else to his game? Can he add something beyond this being a little bit of a spark plug um, to, to, to his game? And that's ultimately what's going to keep him keep him around the league is that he can score a little bit. Um, but the question, but he's not creating for himself, so he's got to be able to bring something else to the game. And I think that's still the big question. Markel Fultz, 12 points, 5 for 13 shooting, 2 for 2 from, from free throw line, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. Fultz was a spark plug all game. Um, you know, I joked uh, I joked early in the game that, you know, the two things I wanted to see from this game were 50 points from Ignace Rosdakis. He had 9 after the first quarter. And then I wanted to see Markel Fultz just mess around and get a triple-double. Um, and it looked, a little while it looked like he might do it. Um, really struggled with his shot early on. He started the game 1 for 5. Um, really picked up his play. In the second half, really got into got into a good rhythm, got into a good offensive rhythm. Really, I mean, the offense just works better when Fultz is in there, and that's that's no offense to Cole Anthony. Anthony's having his struggles. I'll get to him in a minute, but Fultz does a really good job just keeping his dribble alive, keeping the offense moving. It, it never stops with him, um, and, and he plays at such a, a fast pace. He's able to get the ball up the floor. He's he is perfect for the kind of offense the Magic want to run, and so it's just a matter of a getting him healthy again. The season's just about dipping his toe in the water. So you, I, I don't think we'll see him with the starters. He played 20 minutes in this game. So the, that those minutes are, are coming up. He's played back-to-back games with 20 minutes now. Um, but uh, but Fultz just makes such a positive impact on the floor. Plus five in a game with Magic, lost by 13, um, and we're largely out of the game for for most of it. Um, and he, was, he was plus seven, I believe, at halftime. Um, but, but again... Just a really solid showing from Markel Fultz. Just provides such good energy for this team. So the starters, Cole Anthony, eight points, three for 10 shooting, one for four from deep, four turnovers. He really struggled with the ball pressure. He really struggled with the defense that the Raptors put on him. Um, again, just just a frustrating game for him. Um, you know, I, I, this is something I'm going to watch and something I'll probably comment on a little bit more. But this is a good moment for Cole to try and, kind of not, not necessarily break his play or break what the Magic are trying to do. This is a good moment for Cole to reclaim how he was playing in November and October and early parts of the season. We all really were excited about him. Um, I don't know if there's an injury slowing him down. I don't know what's going on. His shot is just off. And, and if he's not shooting the ball, again, his value goes down just significantly. Um, 
There's just no other way to say that. Uh, he 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 loses a ton of value if he is not hitting shots or hitting that mid-range shot, especially at, at a really efficient rate, because that's the that's the crux of his attack. And you know, there's I don't think it's going to change anything. I think Marco Fultz is still the starting point guard next year, but um, Cole Anthony is making that decision a lot easier, and, and and he shouldn't. He should be making that decision hard at this point or harder at this point. RJ Hampton also struggled three for ten shooting, nine points for him, five rebounds, two assists. Um, Magic turned the ball over 21 times for 32 points. Um, so they give up a ton of turnovers, which is exactly how Toronto feasts on teams. All five starters for the Raptors score 14 points at, or at least 14 points. Scotty Barnes with 19 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Um, Fred Van Vliet, 19 points, five three pointers for him. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., 17 points after he struggled to shoot in the Magic's win back in Toronto. And Pascal Siakam with 16 points and 11 rebounds. The Toronto Raptors shoot just 41.9%, but feast on those turnovers. They get to the line 20 times, 17 for 20. Free throws, 13 of 42 from beyond the arc. So the Magic do some good things defensively, holding them to 102 points. Um, but again, turnovers and mistakes just huge in this game. Orlando's offense never able to get off the ground. The Magic fall to the Toronto Raptors, 102 to 89. Last night was or Friday night was my last home game of the season, so I'm gonna be pensive. I'm gonna be some be a bit reflective and talk about uh, what my takeaways are from the Magic this season. But first, this is the time of year where we've pretty much given up on our New Year's resolutions. Um, we're, we're in April now. Um, it we're past the quarter mark of the season or quarter mark of the calendar of the year. Um, it's time to reflect and reset. Um, and so you should definitely reflect and reset on what you hope to accomplish and get back on it. it. It's never too late. And if you're trying to eat healthy, if you're trying to find a healthy snack alternative, there's nothing better than Built Bar. Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars. They're covered in 1% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high in protein, and they're the perfect snack to supplement your workout or get you through your day. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and plenty of special flavors too. I don't know if the white chocolate cookies and cream is still available, but I saw they had a fudge brownie batter flavor earlier. And the best part about Built Bars are they taste exactly like what they say on the packaging. Uh, I had the blueberry muffin one um, a while back. Didn't know what to expect. But it tasted pretty good. Tasted almost like a blueberry muffin. Probably not as much sugar. Um, go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Even if you're not a protein bar person, this is the protein bar for you. It's simple. It's low calorie. It's easy. And it tastes good. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So um, if for those who don't know, I, I do have a day job. Um, I'm not just here talking about the magic. Um, my day job is actually a night job. I work e I work evenings uh, at a TV station here in Orlando. 
Um, and so I, I'm not able to go to every home game. Um, and, and, and of course that, that breaks my heart, but you know, we all got to live our lives. Um, so Friday was my last home game of the season. Um, uh, this is my 12th season covering New Orlando or a 12th season in attendance covering New Orlando magic. I've covered the team for a, a blog for 14 seasons now. And of course I, I I'm a lifelong fan. So I've been following this team my entire life. So 33 seasons. Um, it, this was certainly, uh, this was not the strangest year I've ever been to. Of course, I, I covered the Dwight Mary year. Uh, I was present for parts for a good chunk of the Dwight Mary year. Um, obviously last year was weird with the pandemic, but, um, this year was, was, was certainly a reset. Um, everything kind of reset itself. And, you know, I would say the biggest thing that I saw change over the course of the home games that I went to, um, is the buy-in to what the magic are trying to, trying to sell. Um, you know, I talked to plenty of fans. I talked to a lot of fans who are frustrated that their team's going through another rebuild and want to see results immediately. Um, and, and are frust and are frustrated when I tell them like, look, this is the first year of a rebuild. They're like, no, this is year 10 of a rebuild. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not holding Hennigan's failures against Weltman. Um, but to be sure, or early in the season, there was skepticism over this team. Um, you know, uh, the magic fans have been scarred. Magic fans have been beaten down. They've been, you know, Orlando as a city, in my opinion, is always one that's trying to put its name out there and, and wants national respect. Um, we want to be known for something beyond our theme parks and beyond being a tourist destination. Um, you know, I think we're, we're seeing a, a transformation in the city of residents who stay, um, you know, where there are multi-generation families uh, in Orlando. I, I'm, I'm one, but um, that where people stay in this city and, and make this their home and, and, and making it a younger place and less of a trans transient place. But um certainly this is, that's still like one of the central struggles is getting people to buy into the magic. Um, you know, I've, I've had this thought, I've had this comment. I've talked to a few people about this. The magic lost a generation of fans through this rebuild and, and, and this franchise and this organization has got to find a way to bring them back. And of course the best way to do that is to win. Um, but that's still far off. That's still not guaranteed. That's still not, uh, something that is necessarily just going to happen. Um, and this year, this year was a struggle. Um, I was at the game against the Philadelphia 76ers when Sixers fans chanted MVP for Joel Embiid and, and made themselves present. I was there the night uh, when the when the when the when uh, the the COVID outbreak outbreak hit the team against the Miami Heat, and it was a loud Heat crowd, and it was frustrating, and it was hard to see the you know the stadium invaded by opposing fans. I mean, even last night against the Raptors, there's a large Raptors contingent, um, and of course. You know, a lot of longtime Magic fans say that's embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, it is, but you don't win that. You don't get those those fans back until you win. You have to earn it. There's no, there's not as many multi generational fans of this team. Um, and again, they lost a generation of fans. The ten years people cement their fandom, and the Magic were irrelevant. Um, and the Magic didn't have direction. And so, what I've been most impressed with this year is a the magic did begin to win those fans back. Um, everyone could see the effort and, and the fun and the joy that this team brought. And, and that's something that you can sell. That's something that people can buy into. But most importantly, having been through the Rob Hennigan rebuild, having been through a lot of these things, it, it's clearer that this team has a direction, that they have an identity they want to build, that they have a, a vision for what they ultimately want to be. Um, and, and, and that is, 
that is a step. Again, it's not the step. It's not everything, but it is a step. It is a step in the right direction. It is, um, it is a way that this team can push and move forward. Um, it is obviously still a long way to go. Uh, you know, I'm not here to tell you the magic have got everything figured out that they know exactly who they are and exactly what they want to be. But I could say, you know, looking at how Jamal Mosley's kept this team together, um, how this team has continued to fight for each other, even through, um, you know, some really bad moments, um, how this team has an identity. They have a way they want to play. They have a standard they're trying to set for themselves. Um, it is something they can build on. Now, obviously, they need a good draft here. You know, again, everyone understands what's happening right now and, and why that's important and what that could mean moving forward. The Magic have to get this draft right. They, they, their, their margin for error is still very small. A bad draft this year, you know, again, a, a lottery luck eventually is going to turn their way, perhaps. But without lottery luck, you can't count on it. You've got to be smart and make good draft decisions. You've got to add players that are going to help you improve your team. And, and of course, that is still the big question. And that's what a lot of this rebuild is going to bank on. Um, but if the Magic play the way that they played this year, add some extra talent, improve their offense, it's not hard to see the Magic taking a leap. It's not hard to see the Magic carving that way forward. And that's not to say it's guaranteed. That's not to say that it can happen. But what I saw from this team, what I was able to see from this team live is a team that got progressively better, that played its that played its best game games at the end of the season. Um, you know, something that Steve Clifford always talked about, that found their identity and really took to it and really, really, really played well um, uh, for long stretches of the season, uh, not insignificant stretches of the season. Um, but a team that's still young and, and makes a ton of mistakes, a team that doesn't have the offense to really sustain much of anything. It's this, this journey is going to be a long one. Um, you know, there is no, it doesn't appear at least that there's a player in this year's draft. That's going to instantly transform your team. Um, this isn't last year's draft, which again, to some extent, Jalen Suggs wasn't that guy that transformed the team. Like we all thought he could. Um, this isn't, this isn't like a Zion draft or a John Morant draft. No, that was the same draft, but um, there, it doesn't appear. There's a player like that. Um, but Adding more talent is going to help. Adding more talent is going to make this team better. And, and this team will get better. We'll talk more about what's to come in, in the offseason, and we're getting closer and closer to it, and what, how the Magic move forward. We'll talk more about the draft as the offseason gets going, gets going here. Um, but it's clear to me that this Magic team has shown that they understand these basic concepts. It's clear to me that this Magic team should not be the worst team in the league next year. That next year, the Magic should be flirting with the play-in tournament. They should be taking that step forward. And that's going to be the measure next year. But for now, this team, this season, it, it's hard to call it a complete success because there's still a lot of questions um, and, and things that the team missed out on. But it was a step forward. And when you're in a rebuild, all you can do is step forward. Not take any steps back. Not take any hits or, or hits or, or, or have any questions about who you are this year, the magic worked to figure out their identity. And again, they may have found their defense was really good to end the season, but there's still a lot of work to do.
And that much is as clear as anything else. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himla, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to, uh, to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic has been full of and I can see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.